No. <laughs> I'm going to burn for that. There are better reasons, but I'm going to burn for that. And uh, I really enjoy the, uh, the image, if only because it will annoy the hell out of my wife. And, uh, and, you know, after 40 odd years, if I can get a laugh out of her over something like that, well, you know, possibly getting, you know, slapped in the back of the head, it's, uh, it's just the little moments that make life worthwhile. Um, <clears throat> I've been talking with some people, I, I think I mentioned that uh, previously, that uh, uh, we've come together uh, of like mind, uh, and we would like to uh, become part of the solution instead of uh, sitting, you know, miserably waiting for the problem to come up and defeat us. And... Uh, Yesterday, I, I was talking to a, uh, a purveyor of fine spirits and happened to mention, you know, that, uh, that I was, you know, actively involved in political discussion groups uh, with the intent of trying to come up with action plans to counter, um, you know, any number of things that people of patriotic bent would want to counter that's coming down the pipe from the upcoming administration. Uh, and the thing that was kind of interesting is that uh, his response was that, you know, we're, we're all going to be persecuted. They're, they're going to come for you. They, they, know you're, they know you're on the phone. They know where you are because of your phone. They're, they're going to take your phone away. They're going to take your banking away. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to shit if they eat regular, you know? Uh, people are going to do what the fuck they're going to do. And then we'll just fucking deal with it because we're big kids, okay? We're all adults. And, you know, uh, the question is, do you, uh, you know, do you want to be, for lack of a better word, a patriot or do you want to be a victim? I'm not much on being a victim. And, uh, you know, I, I had a video where I had a, a, a scene from Alien 3 where, uh, uh, I forget the, the, the actor's name, but he, he's the bald-headed black guy, and they were all talking about, you know, they're going to have to fight the alien. <clears throat> and uh, they're all afraid, oh, we're going to die. And uh, what he said was, we're all going to die. All of us. The question is, would you rather die on your feet fighting or do you want to die on your knees begging well and as he noted i'm not one for begging nobody ever gave me anything anything that i have achieved i've achieved because i have worked for it haven't had much of a support structure all my life so i haven't really got much but there are some things that i do have that i'm very proud of and i have some uh, enrichment because I married a good woman who's every bit the son of a bitch that I am. By the way, those that have met the woman that raised me can attest to the fact that I am a son of a bitch. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of my children, and I feel blessed to have had them. And uh, they're all grown now, so the only thing I can be is an embarrassment to them, and I, I work on that daily. But, uh, you know, things are about to change, for good or for ill. But, you know, the funny thing about it is that if it goes 
If it goes the bad direction, the pendulum will swing back to the good direction. And one of the things that I would tell people that are afraid, and, and people are afraid, we're afraid for our country, we're afraid for the future, we're afraid for our grandchildren. There is uh, a school of thought which says that we are losing our nation to, to some very bad people, people that are working against America for their own enrichment and power. We know this. We know who they are. We know who Nancy Pelosi is. You know, we know who Chuck Schumer is. We know who the little young toughs on the block, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar. Uh, we know who these people are. They're after power as well. They're just currently learning the ropes, so they're really not much of a threat. But in truth, they're actually a larger threat to the leftist uh, establishment because in their own way, they are populists. I am diametrically opposed to them, but I see that they have, um, they have spirit and they have value. We have spirit. We have value. We have good people in office. Jim Jordan's one. Matt Gates is another. Devin Nunes. Josh Hawley. Ted Cruz. I say Ted Cruz and a lot of people go, rebel, 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 Ted Cruz. But yeah, Ted Cruz is, um, he's a bastard. You know, the, the rest of the Senate really doesn't like him because he doesn't give a fuck if they like him or not. He fights for what he believes is correct. And, uh, and I appreciate that. On the flip side, we have some uh, new representatives, um, good people. Uh, Madison uh, Cawthorn, the, uh, the individual that during the RNC, he's, um, he's disabled, he's crippled. I, I know, don't say crippled, uh, handicapped, sorry. Uh, and he, he can't use his legs. But despite the fact that he cannot use his legs, he stood. And he stood for his beliefs for our nation. And I'll tell you something. I'm sure that he was in pain when he did that. That's an American. And I take my hat off to him. God bless him. But <clears throat> in any way, the, uh, the question of the day is, uh, what would Jesus do? You know, we, we hear that and we laugh about it. You know, well, what would Jesus do? Um, and for those of you that aren't religious, perhaps you would say, what would Tyler Durden do? And if you haven't seen Fight Club, that means absolutely nothing to you, in which case, please go see the movie, and then you'll understand, and maybe that will become your phrase. But uh, what would Jesus do? Well, I'll tell you what Jesus would do. Jesus would burn the mask and go back to work. That's what Jesus would do. He would not sit around and wait for a savior. We are not going to get a savior. Donald Trump is not going to save us. We have to save ourselves. We have to stand up for ourselves, and we have to work for it, we have to earn it, and we have to appreciate the value of what it takes to make America great, uh, great again, to put America first, to put our nation's needs ahead of ourselves, and more importantly, ahead of our fear. Fear is not going to get you anything. Are bad things headed our way? Very likely. But there are good things headed our way, too. I have actually been observing this in speaking with groups of people. 
speaking, not typing, speaking to people, sharing ideas. I've listened to uh, voices of some, uh, some elderly women uh, that they are afraid. They're, they're, they're very afraid. They don't know what to do. And what I've said to them is I've said, it's all right to be afraid. It is. We are afraid. I'm afraid. But you see, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is harnessing the, the energy that fear fills you with, which is usually kind of a negative thing because fear leads to anger, anger leads to violence. But fear is a tool you can use to energize you to work towards what needs to be done. It is the fear that keeps you moving forward. Embrace it. Don't shy away from it. And more importantly, do not let the fear of an uncertain future cow you into inaction. The thing that really bothers me is when I hear people say that there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. They've got all the branches of government. We've lost the judiciary. We've lost the legislature. And we've lost the executive office. We're all going to die. Well, again, yes, we are all going to die one day. That is a fact. But if you don't act, if you do not take positive action as a reaction to what is happening, your children are going to pay the price. We've got this time. We have the now. We can't change the past. We can learn from it. We can use our anger and outrage at what has recently happened in our elections to give us energy. We know how the elections were stolen. We, we saw it happen in real time. And so there is absolutely no reason for us to say, well, I don't know what to do. Well, yes, we do know what to do. We need to act locally, build a consensus, campaign for free and fair elections. Maybe it's go back to paper, go back to paper elections, insist on voter registration cards separate from your ID. And the only way that you can get it is by being an American citizen. I have a passport. Anybody who has a passport knows what it takes to, to prove that you are you and to get a passport ID, which is, you know, you can use it at banks, you can use it anywhere. The only thing it doesn't do is give you the right to drive, but it is absolute positive accepted ID. A voter ID should be exactly the same thing. And signature matching should not be that big of a deal. You show your card, you sign the paper, she looks at the card, or he looks at the card. Yeah, it's pretty much the same signature. Thank you. Here's your ballot. Go vote. Good night. You're on your own. And then we count the damn things. Now, I personally would like to see federal marshals stationed inside the counting to ensure that there's no bullshit going on, that there's none of this, well, you have to be 25 feet away. No, you don't. And on that note, burn the mask and go back to work. If the work is you know, tabulating ballots, do your job. If the job is to be standing or sitting right next to somebody who's tabulating the ballots and you've got the one 
you know, political faction on one side and the other political faction on the other side, and you do the job. We know what the job is. We've been doing it for hundreds of years. There's no excuse, none whatsoever, to have an illegal or an illicit ballot harvesting or ballot counting process take hold and destroy our nation. The only reason that it will continue is because we, the people, do nothing. But I would like to remind you that over 100 million people very likely voted for Trump. That same 100 million people knows that the election was, was crap. Hell, even 30% of the people that voted for Joe Biden know that the election was crap. You think they're happy about it just because their candidate won? Yeah, I don't think so. Because the pendulum swings forward and back. It's going to swing back again. So we have to be prepared for that. We have to work towards that. And oddly enough, that's not really what I wanted to talk about. I'll, I'll get to that again, I'm sure. But <clears throat> what would Jesus do? Jesus would take a look at the big picture and then cut that big picture into manageable slices of activities that can be done to lead to the net end result. You want to take our country back politically? Take your town back politically. Take your county back. Take your state back politically. You can't do it all at once. But if you, know, if you listen to people say, oh, it's never going to happen. They're going to come for you. They're going to persecute you. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to. And you've heard what I had to say about that. Fuck them. I don't care. What is the, uh, the phrase, uh, screw your courage to the sticking point, sticking spot? Not sure where that is. It's probably below the belt. But in any event, act. Do you know how long that's going to take? Mm. No, I don't know. But I do know that doing nothing, the same amount of time is going to pass nonetheless. And when you come to the end of your days, you want to look back and say, damn, I wish I, I, I wished I'd have done something. You know, as you get older, I'm 60. As you get older, you, uh, you gain something that you didn't have as you were growing up. And that something is regret. You gain regret. Because you get a longer, longer view back on life, your life, the lives of those that you love. And you realize that this, looking back, this was the moment when I really screwed up and I really, you know, hurt that person's feelings or, or I really, you know, screwed the pooch financially and I should have seen it coming, but I didn't want to. Regret sucks. I don't want to regret losing my country and condemning future generations to the slow rot of socialism as uh, uh, an economic model and the fascism that is rising right now to provide the authoritarian control to push it. We need to stop it. We need to stop it in its tracks, and we can. Can't do it all at once. Be sensible. Pick it up a little at a time. So what would Jesus do? Jesus would burn the mask and go back to work. Why? Well, how about uh, COVID is a disease with a 99.97% recovery rate? That's not a pandemic. 
Ebola. Yeah, that would be that would have been a pandemic. That would have been like, okay, we're screwed, <laughs> you know. But no, did not happen. We got we got a perceived tragedy thrust upon us. Are people going to die? Yes, people are going to die. People die every year from a number of things. They die from heart disease, alcoholism, cancer. So why is it that we're not hearing that? Oh, it's all COVID deaths. Everything is a COVID death. I read it that I think it was in Florida, uh, a medical examiner put COVID-19 as the reason for death for a young man that died from a motorcycle injury. Seriously? 6%, this is uh, the figure that I read at the time, 6% of the amassed COVID deaths are actually COVID. The rest are either comorbidities or other things. What happened to the regular flu? We have a flu that hits us two to three times a year. It kills millions globally, hundreds of thousands of people here in the United States. Didn't have a flu this year. Isn't that amazing? It's bullshit, and you know it. Politicians are, are COVID monarchs. They're clearly not afraid of it. You think the king of California, when he's going out sitting with his buddies, you know, close in an uh, indoor dining experience of, uh, how shall I say, high-profile money? <laughs> he didn't look afraid. Did Pelosi look afraid? No. You think Governor Whitmer going out on, the, on a boat Think she was afraid? No. They're not afraid because they know that it's nothing more than political theater. That's all it is. The mainstream media wants to keep us all terrified. And that's to justify the COVID monarchs. The governor of uh, New Jersey just caused the, uh, the Atlas Gym to have $165,000 ripped from their bank account. They confiscated the money. Now, these guys are, you know, needing that money. They got it from donations and selling trinkets and so on and so forth. Their crime, by the way, was keeping their gym open. How dare they? Nobody has gotten COVID from that gym. Nobody at the gym's gotten COVID, at least to my knowledge. But they've, you know, levied something like $80,000 in fines and all sorts of other shit onto them. And then they seized their assets. How are they supposed to fight their legal battle? When the king of New Jersey decides you can't have your business open, you can't have the, the money from donations, you can't have a means to fight. Oh, yeah, persecution, big time. You want to do something good? Start some kind of funding page. I don't go fund me because, you know, they're leftist fucks. But there's got to be a way. Find a way to help these guys fight their legal battle. Because they're not doing it for themselves. They're just standing in front of everybody else saying, I'm going to do what is right, and I'm willing to pay the price. And they are paying the price. I think we should help them pay it. You know, asymptotic people cannot, you know, can't transmit the, the disease. This is on the CDC website. 
but take off the fucking mask. You know, the mask is no cell face against, uh, uh, you know, getting the disease. And in fact, wearing a mask, breathing into it, hot, moist air, collecting bacteria, and then breathing in back in through that can cause some very serious health complications. Look that up. Look up brown lung. You'll take that mask off. The masks are political theater. But the thing that they really are is they're a tool and a symbol of compliance. You're a good little drone. Yeah. Put on your jumpsuit. All gray. No color in your life. Put on your mask. And shut up. Don't have any human contact. You know how hard it is to actually speak to somebody wearing a mask? As in... Not, you know, I'll take three packs of cigarettes and, uh, uh, and, a, and a strip of beef jerky and, uh, oh, uh, give me one of those lottery tickets. Yeah, I mean, actually having a conversation with somebody. A very large amount of what we communicate is not communicated verbally. It is dehumanizing. Take the mask off. Anyway. By accepting it, you're being stripped of your inalienable rights. Yeah. What inalienable rights? I don't recall that there's anything in the Constitution which says that I can't, you know, I, I can't be, not wear a mask when I'm told to. Well, that's not actually true. Not at all. You see, uh, there's a, uh, a little thing known as freedom of movement. It's Article 4, Section 2, Clause 1, the Privileges and Immunities Clause. Now, what's kind of interesting about this is that this is uh, the section of the Constitution which says that we have freedom to move from one state to another without being stopped for our papers. Give us your papers. Unless, of course, you're in New York, because we all know that Governor Cuomo and uh, Bill de Blasio are more important than the law. They've demonstrated it at every opportunity, you know, by putting up their little travel checkpoints. Do you have your papers? Have you had your vaccine? Yeah, I'm not getting the vaccine, by the way. I have enough health problems. I really don't need to take that shit into me. But in any event, the uh, I'm, I, I'm not going to bother reading the uh, the section, because you can read it at your leisure, you know, now know what it is. Article 4, Section 2, Clause 1. And you know what is basically in it. But what, uh, what it actually says is that, um, and is interpreted as, is that if you don't need papers to go back and forth across the borders of states, you also don't need papers to walk out of your house. You don't need papers to go to the store to go to your place of worship, to go to a stripper club if that's what you want to do. You don't need your papers to do that. Similarly, it's like, well, okay, it's not papers. It's a yellow star of David sewn onto your vest. No, you don't need that either. And so you don't need a mask over your face to go anywhere. And in point of fact, it cannot be legally enforced. There is zero legality. Andrew Napolitano was a, uh, 
a rather, or actually is a rather uh, respected and well-known attorney, or judge rather. Um, I think uh, maybe he was in a superior court or something like that. Anyway, I, I don't know his history. I don't give a shit. I don't actually like him and I don't care for most of his opinions, but he does understand the Constitution quite well. And he was uh, in an article which was um, uh, discussing masks and mandates. You know, it's an interesting word. It's a mandate. It's an edict. No, it's a guideline. That's what it is. And he was talking about it with respect to the federal government cannot issue this mass, you know, mandate, edict. Can you, you might be able to do it through an executive order, but even then that would be very difficult because health and public safety belong to the states, according to the Constitution. But let's say that they actually did come out with a federal level mask guideline. The only place where that can be uh, enforced is on federal property. Anyway, let me go ahead and read this. Uh, uh, says the, uh, this is his quote. Uh, the federal government could compel wearing masks on federal property. That would be a military facility, the post office, government buildings. And the state government, similarly, could compel wearers, uh, uh, the wearing of masks on state par uh, property at the DMV, state-owned colleges, things like that. Yeah. It's the only place where they can enforce this because the rest is all public or, you know, private property, as it were. Now, what the law cannot do, the mainstream media has been pumping out to make the local citizens shame people into the behavior that they want them to have. You're going to kill grandma. How many times have you seen the films of these people just losing their lunch because somebody is walking through, you know, Walmart and they're not wearing a mask? My answer is, if you, uh, you know, accost me in public because I'm not wearing a mask and you get in my face, you are a threat. I will respond to you as a threat. Now, maybe I'll mace you. Maybe I'll just throw your ass to the ground. Maybe I'll, you know, take a can of Goya beans, fine Goya beans, and beat you about the head with it. I don't know. That's why I don't, you know, conceal carry a handgun because I don't want to get that angry or feel that threatened and make a bad decision within half a heartbeat and basically fuck up the rest of my life. I don't particularly feel you know, any remorse or anything about shooting somebody that deserves to die, but I just don't want to make that decision. Come into my house, yeah, I'll shoot you dead. You know, that's, but that's different, that's cut, you know, clear cut. But uh, I digress. I do that a lot, you may have noticed. Anyway, the point is, is that the force of public opinion does what the law cannot do. And so we need to stop being so goddamn concerned about the Karens. By the way, my wife's name is Karen. She found that not funny at all, but, uh, but I did. But the Karens, you need to tell them where the hell to get off. You can be polite. You can be impolite. Doesn't really matter. Depends on how they approach you. If they want to wear a mask, let them wear a mask. You are not required under any circumstances to wear a mask. 
I've had 13 heart attacks, a stroke, and I have COPD. And that's just the highlights of the things that are wrong with the machine that I run around in. I should not wear a mask. But if I go into Walmart or someplace and I'm not wearing my mask, then I get security and all sorts of other people coming in and giving me bullshit. They actually have cops now to stop and, uh, you know, basically verbally assault you if you're not wearing a mask. They are oath breakers. There is no law which says that you have to wear a mask. None whatsoever. So, we need to take the masks off. And we need to open our businesses. So, what I have been proposing is that we gather lots of people, get as many butts in the seats as possible, talk to people, verbally talk to people, get groups together, do the Prell commercial, have everybody tell two friends, and then they tell two friends, and then they tell two friends, and then they tell two friends, and pretty soon you got about a, you know, half a million or more people in each and every state. And we set a date. And we say on this date, we burn the mask and we open up, period. No more bullshit. And so that's what we do. That would be my plan. That is my plan. That's what Jesus would do. He would stop redistributing wealth away from the middle class into the hands of the billionaires who wish to subjugate you, who wish to uh, uh, take away your freedom of expression, your freedom of speech. Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, find another way. Stop doing it. Oh, but you get free shipping. Have you actually compared the prices when it says, you know, there are other offerings? Yeah, sometimes you're not actually saving a penny. And actually, some of the other people, you know, will give you free shipping as well. Stop using Amazon. Stop enriching Jeff Bezos. He is a globalist. Exit Facebook. Delete all of your data. Won't do you any good because they have it, you know, collected. But at least if you take the volition to delete all of your data and it somehow shows up, then it proves that Zuckerberg is violating your privacy and we can put him in prison. And won't that be nice? Get off of Twitter. You should get off of Twitter anyway, because Twitter, quite frankly, um, is filled with the machinery of hate. It pushes you in little directions when you read it. When I read Twitter within 30, 40 minutes, I'm angry as hell. I can actually feel it. I can hyperventilate. It's like, <gasps> not a, it's not a pretty feeling. Get off of Twitter. There are alternates. Use them. And get together with your fellow patriots and speak. Open up your businesses. When they open up, defend your businesses. It's like, oh, but the police will come. Oh, I have a restaurant and the health department will come and put me out of business. They'll pull my license. La, 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 la. Really? Okay. So we have 12 people running a business, a restaurant. We have 150 people, legal, at least in Texas, legally carrying firearms, not drawing them, not doing anything, just legally carrying them. And when the uh, health inspector comes, 
you say no. And when the police come and they say disperse, let this man do his job, you remind him that he takes an oath to uphold the Constitution and that there is no law, there is no uh, uh, piece of state-passed legislation which says that these people cannot open their businesses, cannot act upon the pursuit of happiness, and that there is no law for mask mandates that can be legally enforced. And if they try, then they are breaking the law. Therefore, they are not peace officers. They are oath breakers. You cannot break the law in its service. And so we say, no. Very simple thing. No. Can you get arrested? Sure, you might be. One of the things that we need is resources. We need attorneys that will say, yeah, I'll defend you. Because all it has to do is stand upon the law. The law was broken when they arrested you for not doing a fucking thing wrong. Don't raise your hands against them. Do not, do not use profanity against them. That's actually a form of assault. Don't do it. Don't call them names, except for maybe Oathbreaker. Remind them that they are here to serve, not to rule. And that's where I'm going to leave it for now. We may, uh, we may talk about this more later, but what would Jesus do? He'd burn the mask. He'd go back to work. He would support his local businesses and be there in their time of need and not let evil men threaten people's livelihoods. God bless America, and God bless each and every patriot in it.